Okay, let me, there we go. Okay, good morning everybody. Welcome to the newcomers. Um, we are starting Maseches Makos today. Sorry, Brachos, we finished Maseches Makos last week. <clears throat> Just want to, uh, so, I think you told me, right? We were, we were away when Rashachter was there, but he said, he listed four Masechtos that, that Balabatim should certainly start doing. One of them was Brachos, Makos, Tainus, and Beitza, correct? Yes. Those are the four he listed. So we're at 50% mark. We just finished Makos starting Brachos, and we do a lot of stuff off the daf. There's a tremendous amount of stuff to do. So Mirza Hashem. You do Beitza, correct. Here's a little pitch from Steve. So first, before we start, the shir should be a refushlam of Chai Esther, Tila Basar Tzipora, Chaim Leiv ben Ora Yarl, Eitan Moshe Chaim ben Esther, Yosef Nomen Rachel Avram, Zelig ben Tzipora, Ariel Basalia, Do Moshe ben Chava, Mia Tzivia Bas Lauren Hadar, special for Yankee's daughter there, went this week up north for a procedure, and for Elon Nishmas Kamil Shai ben Reza. Okay. Amen. So, before we begin, just some basic questions. The Gemara and Brachos discusses and starts off with the Pilchos Kriyashma and Berchos Kriyashma. And the question is, why does the Gemara, why does Shas, the first Masachta, start with the mitzvah of Kriyashma? So there are a number of reasons. The first is given by the Chidah, who says that when a bar mitzvah boy becomes bar mitzvah, the first mitzvah that he is chayavin is is uh, is kriyashma because even if he, morning or night, there's a separate chi of 24 hours a day as opposed to tzitzis. Tzitzis is only during the day, and so the first mitzvah that he be chayavin would be the mitzvah of of kriyashma. Shultekiborim offers a different answer, and he says. He quotes the Pasuk, Reishis Chachma Yiras Hashem. The very first thing we have to do is Yiras Hashem. Reishis Chachma, the first aspect of Chachma is fearing Hashem. And we know the mitzvah of Kriya Shema is Kabbalah's Ramal Chashemayim. We know that we, the order of Kriya Shema is not the way it's found in the Chumash, right? The first parsha is from Beschan, and the second parsha from Ekev, and the third parsha is Pasha Shlach, which is Mamidbar. It's out of order. <clears throat> But the reason we do it is because it's, there's a progression. The first parsha is Kabbalos or Malcha Shemaim. We have to accept the yoke of Hashem. Then we accept mitzvahs. And then we give specific mitzvahs, namely Zechir HaSitzies Mitzrayim and, and the mitzvah of Tzitzis. Now, <clears throat> more basic, fundamental question. Why is there no bracha on the mitzvah of Kriya Shema? Why don't we have a bracha? On most, bra- most mitzvahs, we have brachas. So why is there no bracha on mitzvahs Kriya Shema? So in fact... Rabbi Yonah brings from Amram Gaon that there actually should be a bracha. Now, we don't paskin like that, but there is a, a, an opinion that you should make a, a bracha. In fact, the Me'iri says that if you say Kriya Shema in, out the context of Shachris, you just say Kriya Shema without the Berchas Kriya Shema that we say before, Yotze Or and Avarabba, you should actually make a bracha. But Rav Shechter offers a fascinating insight. He quotes the Maisenisim. The Maisenisim is the Nesivos Haggadah, the Haggadah written by Nesivos. And Nesivos there, in a different context, raises a similar question. He asks, why is there no bracha on the mitzvah of Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? And he offers the following suggestion. He says, any time a mitzvah is itself a bracha or rooted in brachos, there's no reason to go ahead and make a bracha. The whole reason that we make a bracha is for Kabbalah to Malchus Shemayim. Asher Kiddishon Vanu. Right? The, <clears throat> the Chazal were given the power to go ahead and give us brachos, and we have to go, let's assume, and they are given the authority by the Torah to go ahead and make enactments, and we're chayif to go ahead and listen to them. So where the whole bracha is rooted in a, where well, the whole mitzvah, sorry, is rooted in a bracha, or in the context of brachos, it doesn't make sense to add another bracha. So he gives a couple examples. Benching. Benching is a bracha, right? The two mitzvahs say, two brachos min Torah. What are the two brachos min Torah? 
benching and berachas Torah. So benching in of itself is a bracha. It doesn't make sense to add a bracha before the bracha, right? Similarly, he's, he brings the, um, the, the Meiri's brought down, actually the Balamor, sorry, the Balamor says, in the olden times when they used to go ahead and blow shofar, when the, the shofar was only during Shmon Esrei, Kios de Umad, there was never a bracha that called shofar, to shofar then. Now, since we instituted to make to make shofar sounds, even during Chazar Sashat, what we call Tekios de Meyushav, we instituted a bracha. But since it was only part, initially part of the tefillah, when, when the shofar was part and parcel of tefillah, which is Shmon Esrei, which is full of brachos, you don't need to make an extra bracha. Says <coughs> Rav Shachter, since this whole context of Shema is Berchos Lefana and Berchos Lacharel, the brachos in front of it and brachos after it, and the whole part, the whole concept, the whole essence of Kriya Shema is Kabbalah Somalcha Shemaim. Why make a bracha? It doesn't make sense. You don't need it <clears throat> based on what the Nesiva says, where a whole mitzvah is rooted, is either a bracha itself or rooted in a bracha. You don't need to add another bracha. Okay, just a couple more starting points before we go ahead and start delving to Masachta. How many mitzvahs is the mitzvah of Kriya Shema? We discussed this last week. So normally, how do you go ahead and count parts of a mitzvah? There are four minim. We'll take dalim minim. <clears throat> there are four separate parts. Are there four separate mitzvahs or one mitzvah? So the general rule of thumb is that if the different parts of Ma'akev, they withhold each other, then they're considered separate mitzvahs. If they do not, if they're not Ma'akev each other, then it's one mitzvah. For example, we gave the example of Tefillin Shalyad and Tefillin Shorosh. Two separate mitzvahs. So the Rambam actually counts it as in 12 and 13, mitzvah say 12 and 13, he counts them as two separate mitzvahs. In mitzvah Yudah, in mitzvah Yud, he counts Kriyashma as one mitzvah. Although we know there are two separate mitzvahs. B'shach b'cha u'v'kumecha. There's a separate independent chiyuf to say Kriyashma at night, and there's a separate independent chiyuf to say it in the morning. No one would say, if I didn't say Kriyashma at night, then I don't go ahead and say it in the morning. One is not tol- it's not tol- One has no impact on the other. So according to the general rule of thumb, the Rambam should have counted it as two mitzvahs. It's not ma'akev. If it's all ma'akev each other by the dalaminim, if you don't have a lulav, you're not Yosef dalaminim. So all four parts is counted as one mitzvah. Tefillin shorosh, tefillin shayad. If you don't have one, you still put the other one on. As a matter of fact, Tosa says if you don't tefillin shayad, you make two brachos on tefillin shorosh. So since they're not ma'akev each other, two separate mitzvahs. Here, the morning and the night are two separate mitzvahs, and yet the Rambam counted as one mitzvah. The Rambam, in fact, counted as two separate mitzvahs. Why does the Rambam count it as one? So we've explained, based on the Rav, <coughs> that by all mitzvahs, or by many mitzvahs, there's a concept of a maisa and a kiyom. There's a maisa mitzvah and a kiyom mitzvah. There's the act, and then there's the fulfillment. The act is saying Kriyat Shema. The fulfillment is Kabbalah Somal Choshemayim. That is not limited to 90 seconds in the morning and 90 seconds at night. Just the time I say Kriyat Shema, that's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to bookend the day with Kabbalah Somach Shemaim. So everything we do is governed by this blueprint of Kabbalah Somach Shemaim. In fact, the Sefer HaChinuch says the reason why we say it twice a day is in the morning it should be a reminder for us, <coughs> excuse me, to safeguard us for the day. And we say it at night, so it should safeguard us for the night. That's why we bookend the day. Says the Rav, it's not a mitzvah bishlemus. That's not a complete mitzvah if you just say the morning and you don't say the night. So therefore, the Rambam counted it as one mitzvah because it's not really, even though it's not ma'akiv each other, it's not, meaning you're still yotzeh the mitzvah, but it's not in its 
Shlemusa, because the purpose of the mitzvah is to really book in the day. And we said a fa- fantastic um, <clears throat> insight that Rav said, I heard from Ray Sachs, that in each of the 14 chapters, Viyad Chazaka, the Rambam, he starts each of the 14 chapters with a Pasuk. And he chooses to start the Pasuk of, of Ahava, which starts with Berchus Kriyashma, the Pasuk of, as the Keter, as the, as the crown, as the title, Mahafti Sarasacha, Kolayom Isichasi, Kolayom. Could have chosen any Pasuk. The Rav says the reason the Rambam chose the Pasuk of Mahafti Sarasacha, Kolayom Isichasi, when he started Kriyashma, is Kriyashma, it's a mitzvah to me, this, it's a, whole, it's a whole day. It's not just the 90 seconds or two minutes that you say Kriyashma at night and you say it later in the day. It's really supposed to influence and govern and, 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 and create a context for a whole day. So that, I mean, the answer is based, it's very lumbus. It's a very lumbus answer. Why not just say very simply, when you do the same thing twice, it's just one mitzvah. It's like saying, I'm going to bench. I know I'm going to eat two meals a day. I'm going to eat three meals a day. So there are some say, three meals. Right. It's like every time I'm full, I make, a, I make the same Berch HaSamozim. Every time I say Shema, it's the same in the morning, same at night. So I'm saying it twice. And you can't say right. two mitzvahs. You can certainly say that. The Ramban did not feel that way. The Ramban counted it as two separate mitzvahs. Counted? Kriya Shema. B'Shach B'cha, one, Uv Kumecha. The Ramban counted them as two separate mitzvahs. So while I agree what you're saying makes sense, there's definitely a tzad to not say like that. But you could say what you're saying. There are those suggest to say the Orsa Mech says it's the Midrabanan. The fact that the Rambam omitted it. What's Midrabanan? The Shema. Sorry. That's, no, sorry. It's a different mitzvah. We'll get to that in a second. It's something else. We'll get to that in a minute. But the Ramban says, scratch that. That's, that's the next topic. The, the, um, the Rambam said, you can say that the Rambam will say it's one mitzvah. It's just two different times. So, so you, what, what you're saying. But the Ramban says not like that. Okay. Last point before we begin. And that is, why does it say Me'emasai Korinishma, whereas by Megillah, it starts Megillah Nikres? We start the Mishnah here plural. Everyone, when do we read Kriyashma? But the first two words of the Gemara in the Mishnah and Megillah, Megillah Nikres. The Megillah is read in singular and passive. So why the difference? Why don't we say Kriyashma Nikres? Or why don't we say Me'emasai Korinishma? Why don't we say Me'emasai Korinishma Megillah? Okay. <coughs> Very good. So the Ritva, when he starts the Masach, this is exactly what Steve said. Steve said that by Kriya Shema, it's Kabbalah Malcha It's much harder to say that you can say it on my behalf. Kabbalah Malcha is something that I have to do on my own. Megillah Nikres, it's passive and it's one person. You have Shomea Kona. You have one person reading it, and I'm Yotze through that reading. Okay? That's the difference. Just to jog our memories, we discussed this once before. What does Shomea Ka'ona mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. Shomea Ka'ona basically means that someone else is saying it for me and as if I said it. So what's the mechanism? How does it work? So we rely on Shomea Ka'ona all the time. We'll give a couple examples now. Shomea Ka'ona says the Chazonish can work one of two ways. Either that if Ayal says something for me, he says something for everyone, all of us every morning, but if he says something for me, he's my mouthpiece. And since he's my mouthpiece, it's as if I said it, but he's the one saying it, but he's my, 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 my mouthpiece. It's as if I'm saying it. I get credit for saying it. Or do we say, it's a shaliach for me. Shaliach shaladim kamoso. I appointed him my shaliach. He says it. It's as if he says it, but he's my shaliach, so I get the credit. What would be a practical application? We rely on this every day. Unfortunately, I rely on it probably more than other people. <clears throat> when you come late for shacharis, and you're middle of Shemona Esrei, and you're still in Shemona Esrei, and the, the, the Chazan is up to, to Kedusha. What are we supposed to do? 
Nothing. Listen. Listen. Good. So that is Shitas Rashi, and that's how we paskin. Rashi says you stop and you listen, whereas Tosfos takes takes him to task, and Tosfos says no. If you stop and you listen, Shomer Ka'one works so well that it's a hefsek. Say again? Exactly. It's such a strong, it's as if you're saying it. So how do you explain the machlokas according to the Achronim? So Rashi says, he's my mouthpiece. Right? So Toso says he's my mouthpiece. Rashi says he's my shaliach. It's not that I'm saying it. He's saying it. I'm yotze through that. So it's not as if I'm saying it. So it's not a hefsek. So Rashi Shlomo pointed out correctly. We'll say, let's do a Alacham. Stop, stay quiet, listen, and you yotze kedusha by staying silent by the, by the chazin, by the shatzes, shaliach tzibor. Shaliach shalatim kemosi. He's my shaliach. Tosfo says, based on the Chazunish, would say as follows. When you go ahead and you listen, it's as if Ayal is my mouthpiece. It's as if I'm saying it. If you're saying it, it's a hefsek in Shimon Esrei. So you can't stop. So it's a very practical application we have every day. We pass in that you, do, you remain silent. There's actually a third sheet on Sukkah that says, um, that's the Ritva. The Ritva, remember we discussed the concept called Roy Labila, you have to have certain ingredients when you make, when you mix a carbon. So if all the ingredients are there, set, the Gemara says they're based on Rav Zera, even if you don't go ahead and mix all the ingredients, it's still kosher. If you have all the ingredients and you don't mix, the fact that you did not mix it, it's not ma'akev, it's still the mitzvah. But if you don't have the proper ingredients, then the fact that you didn't mix them is ma'akev. Says the Ritva, in this case, he agrees with Tosos, but for a different reason. He says, when you have the potential to do something and you don't do it more, Jason, when you have the potential to do it, you'll have to listen to the first 10 minutes online. When you have the potential to do something and you don't do it, that's ma'akev. If you don't have the potential to do it and you don't do it, then it is makev. If you have the potential and you don't do it, it's not makev. Here, since you can't say kedusha, because it would be a hefsek, you can't, you, you can't do it, you're not yotze. He agrees with Tosvos, but for a totally different reason. Nothing to do with Shomer Kaona. Rather, based on this concept of Kolaroi Labila, ain't Bila Makevas Bell. Okay, let's grab a cup of water. Through the color royal abilas is not, if you don't have the ingredients, it's not called a mincha. It's that the container has to be a klisharis and it has to be in the base of English. It's not roy. Right, not but having the ingredients, it's not even called a mincha in the first place. You didn't, okay. show, you didn't show up to play ball. Okay, but that's Rav Zayv's, that's Rav Zayv's opinion in the Gemara says there. Based on, he says in the Gemara there. That it's the ingredients? It's called a royal abilas. It's not able to be mixed. Meaning, yeah. it has to be a klisharis. Yeah, you have, have all the ingredients it there. It can't be more than 60. In a chinami. Okay. But, but only when you have the potential. It's not having the ingredients. If you don't have the ingredients, all, all, you all the parts. Show up to play. Correct, but all the parts. Everything to make it a kosher carbon. I don't mean just the actual. You're 100%. It has to be a clean cobble, everything like that. Correct. No, you have the ingredients. You may not have everything, the, the correct size kli. That, that's the Gemara there. If that's a ma'akrav from, from the halach of how you do, to do the carbon, then you're not going to miss anyway, right? You can't miss anyway. Right, but if you do have everything, what he's saying is if you do have the ingredients, but you just don't mix it properly, you're still yotzai. the other case. If you don't have everything, because there's something there, then it's ma'akrav on its own. What do you mean? You're 100% correct, it's correct but his point, you're 100% correct. But the point is, in both cases, you didn't mix. So why is one considered good? Why is the other one not good? Because you didn't have the potential. You're 100% right. Neither case you mixed. But if you don't have everything, you didn't do everything, you didn't follow the formula from A to Z correctly, in both cases. In one, you had everything correctly, in the other one, you didn't. 
One is ma'akiv, one's not ma'akiv. Why? In either case, you didn't, you didn't make it correctly. Because you have the potential to do it, it's not ma'akiv. If you don't have the potential to do it, it is ma'akiv. Extrapolated here is the case of Kedusha. Since you're not able to say it, if you are able to say it and you keep uh, quiet... The fact, no, that, you, the fact that you didn't mix it would make it yeah. more of a ma'akiv because you had the opportunity to do everything. And the fact that that's not Rav Zeyra's statement. Yeah. You, you could argue with that. That's Rav Zeyra's statement. Anything more they're talking about, it's the possibility of doing biloy, of doing the mixing. And it talks about it's going to overspill, it's Correct. too much, it's 60, it's Correct. less, it's not a right container. If it's not roy to be a mincha, there's nothing to talk about doing Right, so you have the, when I say the ingredients, I don't mean the actual parts of the mincha, the chavit and the flour and the mix. I mean, if you don't do the whole formula from A to Z correctly, as you said, if you don't have the klisharis and everything like that, then it's, then it's the ma'akev. That's what based on what Zayra says. Not specifically the actual ingredients of a cookbook, but, but the, when, you, when you set it up from A to Z until you're makrovit, right. you have to follow all the steps according to halacha. That's why what he's saying about, <clears throat> it's different, it's so important, because if you're talking about over here at Kedusha, where you can't physically say Kedusha, so you don't have those, this is different, because over here it's not that you're missing some of the ingredients, you're in a physical situation that you can't because you milish Manasseh. Right, and if you're not able to go ahead, you have to look, check the Gemara, the Gemara there of Zayra. It's not just what you're saying. But that's how the Achorim apply or the Ritzvah here. may not be exactly, but that's how they apply it. Okay, all good points. Okay, so now, before we go ahead, and just one thing we have to define before we start the mission, and that is what is time according to the Torah. There's something called the Shah Zemaniyah. So, basically, Shah Zemaniyos are as follows. The perfect day is defined into 24, 24 separate time periods. So on a perfect day, when sunrise is at 6, sunset is at 6, every hour, Shazmani, is what we define as 60 minutes. With that being said, <clears throat> in the winter, when it's a much shorter light span, so Shazmania would be, so the days would be shorter, shorter Okay, because we're basing it on the days of li- the, the light period. In the summertime, a Shazmania is much longer. Because if you divide the day by 12, and it's, let's say, 14 hours of light, you may have an hour and eight minutes, let's say, just for example. So Shazmania may be longer. So, <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, let's just assume that this is a perfect day, and that basically that's how we're going to define Shaos as far as the beginning Mishnah and times throughout the first few Prakim for Tefillah, for Shacharis, for Mincha Mariv, as well as for Kriyashma. So let's see, let's start. Why, why, did, why, is, the, why is it 24? Not, not secular, in Halacha. Why does 24? Well, so it's technically 12. I mean, we're really no, dividing. Why, why I'm saying, why? why? What, what, where did we get to 24? Where is it from? Why should we do 12? No, half a day. Once you assume it's 24, it's easy to do 12. Yeah, okay. is, uh, okay. 12, 24. Why is that? I don't know what the source is. Like, theoretically, it could have made 12 two-hour periods. I don't know. Okay, so inside Karunesh Shema Arvin. So when do we start to say, what is the time? <laughs> so inside Karunesh Shema Arvin. So when, what is the proper time that which we start to say Mariv at night? We said, By the way, realize that this whole Mishnah and this whole machlokas that we're going to see is only a machlokas because the Torah uses very strange lashon. It doesn't say day and night. It says, When you go to sleep and when you wake up. It would have saved a lot of real estate if it just said night, because we have definitions of night, or maybe we don't. We'll have to see. And we have definitions of day. But it says, When you go to sleep. So what, what are two possibilities when you go to sleep? Or when one goes to sleep. Two possibilities. One is when people go to sleep, or one is when people are asleep. So it could either mean the beginning of the night, when people go to sleep, 
Or, as we'll see, according to Rabbi Lezer and the Chachamim, it could actually go until dawn. Because people typically sleep until dawn. So because the Torah was very specific in Slashon, B'shoch B'chav Kumecha, and didn't say morning and night, we know at night you have to eat matzah. It didn't say b'shach b'cha when you go to sleep eat matzah. It says be'erev tochlu matzos. But here it says b'shach b'chukumecha. So that is going to lead us on a very uh, fun journey to see the different opinions. When do, can we start? What is the proper time that we can start? Obviously we're starting with the night before the day. The Gemara is going to ask why are we starting with, with Kriya Shema at night before the day. We'll get to there. When the time that the Kohanim go ahead and start to eat the truma. Now, we have, this needs a little bit of a background. Kohanim in general have a mitzvah to eat truma, but a Kohen who is Tameh is Osir to eat truma. So there were three steps that are required. A Kohen who becomes Tameh Mace, he, we, there are three steps involved. Step number one, he has to go to mikvah. Okay? Step number two, he has to have Harev Shemesh. The, the sun has to set. And then, for some things, for Kachim, he has to wait till the next morning. But for at least Truma, so actually three different levels. For Meister Shani, a Kohen Shinitma, a Kohen who became Tameh, just has to go ahead and do Mikvah, Tvila. In order to eat Truma, he also has to do Mikvah and wait for the sun to come down. That's called Harif Shemesh. And if he wants to eat Kachim, Korbanos, he has to wait till the next morning. But in any event, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says the Chobot Trumas on the second line, Kohanim Shinitmu, a Kohen who became Tameh, the He already was Tovel, and night came. Now we can go ahead and eat Truma. So that is the case. So we know what, what time you can go ahead, and we know that he can't eat Truma until Tseisakochavim. The Gemara is going to ask why they give this roundabout. Why don't you say Tseisakochavim? We'll have to see why it gives us this roundabout uh, time frame, or this definition of time from time. At Tommy Cohen, after he does. Tevila can go ahead and eat truma, and until when? So we know the starting point is Tzeisakachavim, which is the same time as when a kohen who was tummy can now eat truma, assuming he did, assuming he did tevila. Atzof haAshmura Harishona until the end of the first watch. Now the the watch was divided into the night was divided into three different watches. Presumably on a perfect night, if there are twelve um, hours, so three, four, four, and four. Right? Math is correct? 4, 4, and 4. So basically until 10 p.m. Let's assume it starts at 6. So until 10 p.m. Until midnight. Again, assuming a perfect day, until 12 p.m. 12 a.m. Everybody starts at 6. Everyone starts at 6. Until dawn. So now, so three opinions. Three different opinions. So, so the children of Rabbi Gamliel came back from a party, presumably a chasana. Um, Amrlo, they said to their father, Lo karinu They came back after chatzos. They came back very, very late. And they came back presumably after chatzos. Amr lehem, so their father, Rabbi Lezer, said, Lo Allah If it's not yet dawn, chayavim atem likros. You still have to read Kriyashma. Now he's going against the Chachamim. The Chachamim said until Chatzos. Rabbi Lezer himself said you can read until... Alot HaShachar. Sorry, Rabbi Gamliel, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Rabbi Gamliel said until Alot HaShachar, not Rabbi Lezer. Sorry, Rabbi Gamliel said until Alot HaShachar. Rabbi Gamliel said until 10 p.m. The Rabbanon says until Chatzos. And Rabbi Gamliel says until Amut HaShachar. 
So he said to his children, Chayev not in the cross, for lo zubalvad, and not only regarding Kriya Shema, said Rabbi Gamliel, that the Chachamim said until Chatzos, Ela komash amru Chachamim ad Chatzos, any time the Chachamim says, you can go ahead and do a mitzvah until Chatzos, mitzvah, sanashi alim al-shacha, really, the mitzvah extends until dawn, including Hector Chalavim ve'evarim, when we go ahead and we burn the, the Chalavim, the, the uh, fats, and the different limbs that burned o- overnight, it's the mitzvah, you have to bur- completely burn them by Amr Shachar, because as the Apostle says, Lo Yolin, you can't leave them burning on the fire after that. So th- even though the Chacham has said it's until Chatzos, the mitzvah is really, you can burn them until Amr Shachar. Similarly, any carbon that you can eat for one, the, just for one day, day and night, meaning you brought the carbon during the day, you have to consume it by, by nighttime, meaning the next morning, so really the mitzvah extends, so not just by Kriyashma, not just by Hector Chalavim, and not just by the burning of the, incense, uh, of the fats, and not just by consuming the kachim, it not, it, those all can be done until uh, uh, dawn. If that's the case, why would the Chachamim say, you only have until 12 a.m. in order to go ahead and deter us or give us a buffer so that we don't go ahead and commit Navera. Meaning, people can go, come home from a wedding at 1 a.m. said, I'll set my, I'll take a little snooze, I'll wake up. And they wake up, because they think they have five, six hours to go in and say Kriyashma, they wake up, it's past the time already. So just, so basically we have three shitas, Rabbi Lezer, Atzof HaShemur HaRishona, until the fourth hour, end of the fourth hour, he divides the night into three, three different Mishmaros, three different watches that the Kohan needs to perform. So after the first one, it would end at 10 p.m., according to the Chacham, it's until Chatzos, with the Chiddush of Rabbi Gamliel, that he says until Amur HaShachar, until dawn, any mitzvah that we can do all night long, it's not until Chatzos, despite what the Chacham said, really, Menatora, it's until dawn. But the Chachamim came, made a siyag, they made a, 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 a fence, a boundary, in order to prevent us from being over and extending, thinking we have so much more time, we'll fall asleep, and we won't wind up not doing it. Interesting, my son Ari just mentioned this, I just, we were discussing this last night, he just told me something fascinating by the Chidush Arim. He says, Rabbi Lezer is the first Tana mentioned in Shas. It's Why is he the first Tana mentioned in Shas? He also happens to be Kim'at, the last Tana mentioned in Masechus Uktzin. In Uktzin, the last... Masachas in Shas has three prakim. There's twelve Mishnayis in the last parak and in in the, in the last parak and in Mishnah Yud two from the end. Rabbi Lezer is also mentioned. There's two more. Shemar Chalafta and Misil Beshamay are mentioned after him. But what's Chus? Was he the first and came out the last? So my son told me in the name of the Chadush Arim. There's an amazing. I brought my wrong glasses. Um, he says that there's an amazing Gemara here. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer, by the way, was the was the Rebbe of Rabbi Akiva. Oh, these are these are reading glasses. Shkayach, Marty. All right, per- they're mine now. They're perfect. Okay, so now I hope you have another pair, Marty. Good, good. We have them all over the house. I still brought the wrong one again. Like two bucks on Amazon for like ten pairs. Okay, so now Rabbi Lezer says as follows. Rabbi Lezer says, uh, listen to what he says here. Talking about himself, he says, "You guys put me in a corner. You don't like to speak about this about myself." But he says that I... I think I wrote it down over here. Let me see. Listen to what Rabbi Lezer says. He says something really fascinating. T- talking about himself. He says, He says, no one... This is Rabbi Lezer speaking. He says, no one has ever came, come before me. I turned on the lights every morning in the base Medrash. 
I never dozed off in the base medrash, says Rebbe Lezer. There was never anyone left in the base medrash when I left. I turned on the lights and I turned off the lights. Says the Chidush Arim in this chus that he was always the first and the last. He's also the first and last in Shas. Nice thought. So it's, it's nice, uh, nice chizik for all of us. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that in a couple minutes. So that, 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 that is... No, it's okay. There are so many critical, critical halacha issues in brachos. So every day we're probably going to tackle at least a couple of them. Um, but critical, critical issues. So that is... So now, Rashi and what... What uh, Steve's perfect segue just alluded to. So Rashi actually asks, R- Rashi says the following. Rashi says something really amazing. We know that you're allowed to say Kriyat Shema until Atzof HaShemar until the first end of the first Shmir, which is four hours, six hours, or Pasma until Alos. When can you start? We all agree that we really don't start until Say Sakochavim, which is when stars come out. By the way, what size stars? So Shabbos, we're really supposed to wait until Bainonim, not the big stars, the Bainonim, middle-sized, average-sized stars. But since we don't really know, we should really wait until we see small stars, says the Gemara Shabbos. We're really supposed to wait until we see really tiny stars. Anyway, so Rashi asked the following. We run into a problem now. We often say Kriyashma before Seis. All the time, right? We say, especially in the summer months. Very often we say that. So, A, why do we do that in Kriya Shema? Because Rashi says, you're not Yotze B'Shoch B'cha with the Kriya Shema in Shul by Mariv if it's done before it says. We do this all the time. Rashi says it's not a problem. Why? You'll say Kriya Shema Alamita. You, when you say Kriya Shema Alamita, you're Yotze according to Rashi B'Shoch B'cha with the, when you, the commandment, the obligation to go and say Kriya Shema at night. We fulfill Kriya Shema Alamita. What's the obvious question? We only say one paragraph. We only say one paragraph, and that's what Rashi says. Rashi says, if you look right across from the bottom of the Mishnah, it starts. You have to go ahead and read Kriyat Shema again when it gets dark. You're Yose Kriyat Shema night with the first parsha. Tremendous Kiddush. So it's actually, we have to understand what is the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema. So four different opinions. The Ramban... <coughs> And we'll see this throughout the Masakta. The Ramban says the first pasuk. Yeah, starting now. Ramban says the first the first pasuk is Minat Torah. That's it. Shmai Yisrael Hashem Possibly Baruch Shem. Rashi says the first parsha. Tosfos says the first two parshios, and the Rambam says all three parshios. So Tosfos goes to task on Rashi here. So Rashi says you fulfill Kriyashma, the Chiyav at night, with what we say right before bedtime. And he says, so what's the point of even saying Kriyashma and Ma'ariv then, according to Rashi? So Rashi says, in order that we should say Shmon Esrei in the context of Psokim. If you look on top, he says, If you read Kriyashma and Ma'ariv before it says, and sure you're not Yotze? says Rashi, why do we even institute, why do we say Kriyat Shema if that's the case? If we're going to daven before it says, why even daven Kriyat Shema in Marev? 
In order that we should set the context of Shmona Esrei next to Psokim, Divrei Torah. Tosos asks a lot of kashas on Rashi. One, it's only one parsha, right? So he'll say, <clears throat> and plus you don't have the brachos at night. We're not saying the brachos the fanel, brachos the We don't say the brachos associated with Shema at night. So how are you yotze that we know you have to make the brachos? Yotzer or Avarabah, so on and so forth. So you're just saying Kriyashma. So Tosa says it's only one Parsha. Number two, it says Kriyashma at night is not for the Mitzvah, it's only for the Mazikin. So we don't have the evil spirits, the shade and whatever it is, come at night to protect us. And he says, Tamidicham don't need that extra, Tosa says. Basically, they don't need the extra um, defense or protection. Shmira, so they don't even say it. So you can't say that we're Yotze Kriyashma at night with, with Kriyashma Lamita. So he says, you must say that Rashi was talking about where he davened according to Rav Yosef, or Rabbi Yehuda. What does that mean? Let's backtrack a little bit. There's a famous sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that you can only daven Mariv. Night starts at Plaga Mincha. What's Plaga Mincha? So all the Zmanim that we have are really based on astronomical or solar events. Nates, Alos, Alos first, Nates, sun, Sunrise. Then we have uh, we should have, well, Mishaka we'll get to. We should have, then we have, we have um, Shkia, we have Ben Hashemoshos, we have Tzais. Plaga Mincha is part of a bigger picture. There's something called Mincha Kitana, Mincha Gdola. Fictitious Manim. Nothing to do with anything other than the Karmen Shobin Arbaim. What do I mean? 12.30, again, a perfect day, 6 to 6. 12.30 to 6. We all are Mincha Gdola, Mincha Kitana. What does it really mean? So the first three hours of that five and a half hour period... So we have 12.30 to 6. 12.30 to 3.30 is what's called Mincha Gidola. 3.30 to 6 is Mincha Kitana. The Rambam says, <clears throat> you should only dive in Mincha in Mincha Kitana from 3.30 to 6. Now we don't pass it like that. The whole reason why we have this fictitious manim is because that's what, where do we dive in Mincha? For the Tomich of Enarbai, for the carpenter was brought in the afternoon. It comes into play because the earliest time you could actually be mockery of the carbon Erev Pesach, because you want to bring it earlier, is Mincha Gidola, 12.30. That's the whole reason why we made this Mincha Gidola, Mincha Ketana. Now, Mincha Ketana, which is 3.30 6, is then divided again into what's called Plaga Mincha. You have 3.30 to 4.45. Plag means half. Palgin. Palgin Dibure, half. So you take that two and a half hour period from 3.30 to 6, and you divide it from 3.30 to 4.45, and 4.45 to 6. Plaga Mincha. It's a fictitious man. Meaning it has no real hala. It's not rooted in any zman from the sun, or it's not sun, sunrise, sunset, the stars coming out, dawn. The Chachamim made it up in order to help us with Mincha, based on Tamash Abayim. But the only real halakha for Plaga Mincha is when it comes to accepting Shabbos early. There's a mitzvah <coughs> to go ahead and accept Shabbos early. Not according to the Rambam, but according to most other shitos. Rebbein Tom, for example. We accept Shabbos. We discussed this, right? The Gemara in Yuma says, based on the Pasuk, V'inisem esnaf soshechem betisha lachodesh. The Pasuk tells us you go ahead and you start observing Yom Kippur on the 9th of Tishrei? On the 10th of Tishrei. So there's two limudim. One is whoever eats on the 9th, it's as if he fasted on the 10th. But the other limud is that you should start your inuyim, the five deprivations, start them on, on the 9th. From here we learn out that you actually have to sefes. We add Kedusha onto the chol. 
So we extend that. According to, we halacha hold not like the Rambam. The Rambam only holds it by Yom Kippur, and interestingly by Tishavav. According to the Rambam, it's a concept of the Inuyim. You're extending the Inuyim early, but the Rambam doesn't hold it by Shabbos Yontav Minatora. Minatorah, yes, not Minatora. So. When can I accept Shabbos? Can we accept Shabbos early to Erev Shabbos Kola, Friday morning? If you say, Shabbos right now, 8 o'clock in the morning, does that work? No. You can only start accepting Shabbos from Plaga Mincha. So that's the one area where Plaga Mincha comes into play, halachically. So you can't start Shabbos early. So when we make, even in the summer months, when Shabbos when, would theoretically come in 8.15, I don't know, 8.10, you can't make it 4 in the afternoon. The earliest you could do is Plaga Mincha, whatever the time is. So again, you take the two and a half hour slot, assuming it's a perfect day, you divide that in half. Why is this? <coughs> no, Plaga Mincha. Before Plaga Mincha, after Plaga Mincha. Before and after, like the diet commercials. So the plug is the middle time. Exactly. Plug exactly means half. So there's Mincha Gedola, 12.30 to 3, which is, 30. sorry, 12.30 to 3.30, three hours. And Mincha Kitana is two and a half hours, 3.30 to 6. And you divide in half, hour 15 before, hour 15 afterwards. That Plaga Mincha is the time, early you can step Shabbos. We're going to see starting tomorrow that there's a famous sheet of Rabbi Huda that night, end, night begins Plaga Mincha. Night begins with Plaga Mincha. So according to him, you're Yosei Shema, because even Rashi is admitting that when you say, when you daven Ma'ariv early, you're still saying it, when early before it says, you're still saying it after Plaga Mincha. So then that would be an answer Tosfos gives, how, you, why you're still worth saying, Tosfos will say, how, what, what the purpose is for saying Kriyat Shema at, at night. We're going to start tomorrow with the famous issue of, how can you daven Mincha and Ma'ariv close to each other if it's before it says? That's called the Tarti Desasrei. Because the Chachamim say that night starts with Shkia, with sunset. Rabbi Huda says it starts with Plaga Mincha. So let's just say 4.45 to 6. So if you daven Mariv at 5, four, Mincha at 5.40, you're basically saying, I'm holding like the Chachamim. But then if you hold like the Chachamim, meaning you're daven past Plaga, you're daven Mincha after Plaga, rejecting Rabbi Huda, the Chachamim say you can't daven Mariv until after Shkia. So you can't daven Mariv at 5.50. If you daven Ma'ariv at, uh, sorry, after, no, 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 one second. You can't, you can't hold like Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim in the same day. So you can't reject Rabbi Yehuda. Right, you'd have to wait till it says, because Rabbi Huda says, you, right, correct. Tarti Desasri. So we have to see tomorrow, how are we allowed to do what we do Erev Shabbos in the summer when we go ahead and we daven Mincha and then Ma'ariv, before it gets dark, are we not violent? And this is the first Tosos and Shas discuss this. We'll see this tomorrow. Shkaya. Have a great day, everyone. Wow.